Hello, Elliot. Hello, Tom. Hello, listeners. Hello, lovely, hopeful fans of Dickwick. Hello, COVID-19. Are we going to say hi to COVID? Is that... I don't know. I feel like usually when I say hi to people, they're repulsed by me, so I should say hi to COVID-19. It will not want to come anywhere near you after that. I can assure everybody that. (laughs) Um, Thanks for tuning in. You are, of course, listening to Do. You. Queer. What? Hi. Queer. I don't think that works over this new Zoom recording. No, I think there's one second of a lag and it sounds like we just don't know the name of our own show. <laughs> Which could also be true, knowing you. That's really fair. I mean, that's that's a little bit below the belt, but okay, sure. <laughs> anyway. We love a moment. Thanks for tuning in. In quarantine, all of you, I hope you're staying healthy and safe and away from other people. And you're finding cool, sexy, artistic, smart things to do to keep you occupied. Yeah, but that's not a requirement. Hey, if you want to just like like lie on the ground for 16 weeks, go right ahead. Sure, we support so, you in it both. Honestly, things. sounds like what I've been doing. So, <laughs> I love that for you. Um, also, we would like to say that you can head over to iTunes. You can leave a rating. You can review us. You can subscribe. You can. Tom just disappeared. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm disappearing because I'm queuing up. Because I have to queue up what I'm going to talk about. So I got to lose Oh, true, true, true. Yeah. Okay, sorry. I I ruined the movie magic there. No Um, worries. Please rate, rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, You can find us um, anywhere. You can leave ratings wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you would like some merchandise, you can head over to doyouqueer.com. And you can buy some merchandise that is now permanently on sale. Um, (laughs) If you want to come on, if you want to come on and be a guest, please email us at doyouqueer at gmail.com. If you want to send us a little life update for COVID, if you want to send us some info, yeah. uh, we would we would really, really, really appreciate that. DMs are also welcome, and Tom will accept whole picks, I believe. Is oh, that I, correct? I would love whole picks. You know what? A whole pick with an update is, like, what what I would love. You know, actually, what I heard is a whole pick a day keeps COVID away. <laughs> is that why I'm so healthy right now? <laughs> Um, I, okay, that's not true, and we are not scientists, and please nobody actually take anything we say as fact. Thank you. I think it's episode 711 by now. <laughs> they know. Yeah. I'm just desperate yeah, for know. a 711, apparently. Um, okay, listen, thank you for that. Uh, on the heels of please write in and tell us what's going on, I do have something to share from a listener. Um, who DM'd us about the Lambda Library. I don't know if you know about the Lambda Library, Elliot. Nope. All right, so it's a library. It's a queer library in California, and it's set to nurture and advocate for LGBTQ writers, elevating the impact of their words to create community, preserve our legacies, and affirm the value of our stories and our lives. It actually sounds incredible. But unfortunately, so I'm just going to read this out from... Um, from their Instagram, if you don't mind. Yeah. So it has hashtag save Lambda literary and the COVID-19 pandemic has had a devastating impact on so many people, families and organizations, including ours. It has forced us to suspend much of the work we do on behalf of the LGBTQ community and has disrupted many sources of our income. Without immediate and substantial financial assistance, Lambda literary will be forced to cease operations Our biggest source of support has always been you, our community. We know that there will be no going back to normal after this crisis has passed, but we also don't want to see a world without Lambda Library. So if you'd like to support them, you can please log on, check them. We'll put their sort of link in our 
in our episode notes and you can look at lambda literary.org that's l-a-m-b-d-a amazing thank you is that is that it that's it. I think I might have called it a library at some point during that little thing. But I, it turns out I don't think it is a library. But I think it's a literary society, yeah, right? I had like, you know, I'm a dumb, dumb faggot. So I wasn't I was just like chalking it up to like, um, you know, like technical sounds over Zoom where literary sounds a lot like library. I spent far can... too long trying to figure out what Lambda was an acronym for. <laughs> and then it turns out it's not an acronym for anything. So I'm a foolish, foolish Canadian. Um, it's just a Greek symbol that means queer things, I think. Well, at least you can own up to your foolishness, Tom. That's all we ask for I you. know. And I'm just going to claim, like, s- stupid Canadian status, because this is clearly an American organization. So we don't know too much about it. Amazing. Um, speaking of of silly things, we uh, we should preface this. This is another recording we did pre COVID. I mean, yeah. actually, you mentioned COVID, so it was like just like the whispers of it were coming. Yeah, um, yeah. But it was it was pre it was pre crisis in Canada at least. So you know that's why the mood's pretty light, and we're like talking about a lot of things that maybe now seem unimportant. But right. um, if you're in for a, if you're in the mood for like a frivolous silly ride. This is the episode to listen to, I will say. Um, apologies in advance for my, like, heinous mouth, as usual. Um, I'm not sure what exactly you're referring to. <laughs> well, tune in to find out. You know what? I love that. I guess without further ado, queer, we'll see you all next Tuesday. Uh, and here's our fabulous guest, Aiden. Elliot. Hi. Hi. Uh, how are you doing? Uh, you know what? I'm okay. How are you? I'm fantastic. I feel like this is episode four in a row where I'm still getting over this weird, like, faggot sickness. Right. But I'm doing my best. We love a it vocal Maybe coronavirus. It's probably just all the coronas that I drank this weekend wow. that gave me a virus. Wow. Um, I don't know what to say to that, to be quite frank with you, but we do have an <laughs> in-studio guest this week. Uh, I'm quite aware. And do you know how I'm aware? How? Oh. He's glorious. And he's sitting right in front of us. And his name is Aiden. Hi. And he's an expert on all <laughs> things pop culture and... Don't say that. Bodily <laughs> and bodily functions. I thought you were going to say bottoming, which <laughs> was definitely not true. Are you not a bottom? Oh, I am a bottom. I oh. just wouldn't call myself an expert. Oh, I oh yeah, that's yeah. fair. That's modest. Uh, yeah. um, well, Aiden, hi. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. This is really well, exciting. Well, like forcing me, I guess. I wouldn't necessarily Forcing say you? That's an interesting... I... I remember. I'm completely joking. By the way, I basically asked to be here. Yeah, it was like it was like thin, thinly veiled threat. Actually, we're happy you're here. Yeah, thank you. Um, I'm really nervous that I'm going to keep talking over you people because. Oh, don't be nervous about that. That's we... like a number one podcast faux pas, but I feel like it's a number one gay attribute. Yes. So, well, especially if you're a gay Gemini, which I am. Yeah. Which Tom you are as well. Of course, I'm a gay tiger Gemini. Well, what so does also, that even mean? What do you mean? It's my. Um, Chinese Zodiac. Oh, well, Here's, I'm a dog. Yeah. Oh, you're a gay dog, Gemini. Yeah. Yeah, that, I, I see that for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so a gay tiger Gemini and a gay dog Gemini walk into a bar. Um, what happens? That's just Woody's, babe. Oh, yeah. That's so true. One of them, <clears throat> like, uh, laps up sparkling wine out of a dog dish, and the other one scratches it. 
I'm literally erect right now. I can about see. that image. Um, okay, Aiden. I could not be less erect. Aiden, Aiden, Aiden. <laughs> oh, shut up. Yeah, right. As if you're not into public. I'm actually, I'm like inverting Why? like a dog would. <laughs> Why don't you tell our guests a little bit about who you are? Yeah. Um, well, I'm Aiden. I don't really have anything to sell or promote or um, tell you guys about really all that much. I'm a good friend of Elliot's. Um, and I'm an acquaintance of Tom's. Um, <laughs> and we're going to keep it that way. That's that's not by my choice. It's just every time I happen to see Elliot, Tom has some excuse why he can't be there. Um, you know, I'm having a mental breakdown. I have a new boyfriend who's more important than you. I'm having a mental breakdown because of my new boyfriend who's important than Yeah. I can't say that, but you can. Sure. Um, well, but listen, I, I hope through th- that through this process I that we can build a stronger bond, especially as Animal Gemini's. As animal gay Gemini's. It's true. We do have a special bond, and I do hope to cultivate that as well. Um, can I just put, put my foot in this here and just say I'd no, like to put an asterisk. Do. I'd like to put an asterisk beside close friends um, between you and I, Aiden, because <clears throat> I hope by the end of tonight we're we're actually not friends. I hope this recording ruins whatever we have together. I, so well, don't there's pretty much happening. one straw left on the back of the camel, so I can't wait to see what breaks up. Yeah. It's so exciting. All right, let's let's ladies. Yeah. Let's jump in here. How's everyone feeling tonight? Please tell me in color, form. Elliot, would you like to go first? Hi, uh, Tom, why don't you go first this week? Okay, fine. So I'm feeling like a Hawaiian sunset orange. Like sitting on a beach, sipping a Mai Tai, like having a lay around my neck, having a lay around my neck, and just like, you know, enjoying the sand, sun, cocktail, and my like burnt skin in the orange sky. Wow. Very Harleys in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. That was um it was a sensory adventure, Tom. I'm clock that four minutes until my first Katy Perry reference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that actually is a really long time. I'm proud of you, Aiden. Yeah. Um, Tom, I'm proud of you too because it seems like you're doing well. Yeah, I'm just feeling like rela- <laughs> like I shouldn't. You know, you know when you're on vacation and there's a feeling of like impending doom, like oh, I'm feeling good and everything's fine, but oh my god, when the real world comes back, I'm gonna be fisted. Yes. So, are you on vacation right now? No, but I'm soon to be. Okay. And like, I'm laughing at all the work that will not be getting done. But, like, no one's going to die. I'm not a brain surgeon. I actually don't know what you do. Okay, so my color this week... <laughs> um, I'm a heart surgeon. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Very Grays. Just call me Christina Yang. Okay, yeah. Tom, More clock five minutes but... before your first Grey's Anatomy <laughs> reference. Like, what is happening here? Listen, um, my color this week is very... Um, the color of the lampshade that's in every single library in every single studying scene in every movie. Oh dear! Um, like the green, and it's like kind of a soft yellow light. Um, because oh. those are usually Tiffany shades, aren't they? The light, the lights on Buffy in the library. I'm gonna go with what Tom said. Even I don't know what you just said. Okay, never mind. I'm sure. I'm sure that you're right. <clears throat> that's actually not a bad color. It's like an emerald, a little bit. Yeah, it's pretty. Um, but like very like Ivy League. Well, everything that very goes Ivy with League. that is like I haven't necessarily been outside in a couple of days. I've been locked up trying to reorganize. Um, a lot of research and so I feel very stuck in my head and I've also consumed the equivalent of three pots of coffee so um, so things are f- so someone's not bottoming tonight D- definitely not bottoming tonight things are or fine or he is that would like flush me out uh, yeah I mean during the act well no before oh shit not drinking Sorry. coffee during why not coffee anima ooh <laughs> did you guys see the um, My Strange Addiction where her and her boyfriend are addicted to like what is like 300 coffee enemas a day 
I saw the one of the woman. I didn't know she had a boyfriend. Yeah, he but, gets addicted I mean, too. You should look it up. So my, 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 if my, she can get one, maybe there's still hope for me. My color is there, Tiffany Shade. There isn't. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany Shade coffee enema. I'm just going to go with that. Um, Tiffany I feel, Shade coffee enema. I feel scattered, and, and we're going to try and put it back together here. So, Obsessed. Aiden, what's your color? Um, The color purple, actually. No. Um, Starting Oprah Winfrey. I'm uh, very white, so it's not going to be the color purple. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling a little um, like yellow sun, like jaundice, brown rising. It's oh. kind of like my mood. Mm. I'm very excited to be here and happy to be here. I've been looking forward to it all week. Um, but I have a really stressful day tomorrow, so oh. that's the rising of the sun. Okay, of tomorrow. That's really okay. Beautiful. So it's actually reminiscent of of my feeling. I feel like. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, we're all having fun, but oh my God, what's on the horizon is going to be horrible. Brown. Yeah. Brown. Like um, a coffee enema. We, that's full circle. Um, Aiden, we have an important question for you that we would like to ask. It is our season four question. And we really want to know what does your queer future look like? And, like, what inspires you for your queer future? We're really raw dogging this question, hey? There was no lead up into that. Absolutely not. Um, we don't believe in transitions here. That sounded Listen, vaguely trans is transphobic, <laughs> Thomas. Jesse, cut out Tom being transphobic, please. Thank you. No, leave it. Wait, my trans is beautiful joke wait is funny. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Anything can be taken out of context. I obviously did not mean. Okay. I just want to say for the record that I think trans is beautiful. Oh God, I'm sweating. I'm sweating. This is just like on Saturday when my chair fell out from under me during brunch. And oh thought, my God! Wait, we need to take a second, Aiden. I'm gonna just put a pin in. in you put a pin in here. my career future. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> put it on hold. We were That's at- pretty much what the Beauty Judge campaign is for. <laughs> hey oh. We were at fucking brunch, and Tom sits down at the bottom of his chair. Hold on, hold on. You're not telling the story right, you fucking beast monster. It was in the middle of the meal, and all of a sudden, I like. I'm very spastic. Obviously, I'm a tiger Gemini. And so, like... You can't just blame it on that, babe. I can He's blame everything to. on it. That's why I can't drive well. You can't, I can't drive at all, So, well, but I don't know not. if that's related. <laughs> anyway, like, like moved really quickly, and then my chair went crack, and, like, the bottom of, like, the bottom of my chair cracked... And it was really embarrassing, and everyone looked at me. Like, he's I, not even just saying that every single table in the yeah. vicinity craned their necks. I, and, like, I am someone who doesn't experience shame ever, and I was so embarrassed. Like, I was, like, red and sweating, and, like, I was like, oh, this is the end. Well, and so I continued to sort of squat over the chair, and, like, I, I was like, Elliot, shut up, shut up, shut up. Like, nothing's, nothing's wrong. Just continue with it. And, like, the servers were walking by being like, uh, dude, are you okay? Like you were you were wall sitting with no wall. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Instead of just changing chairs. Well, I didn't want to change. I didn't want to stand up because it would have been mortifying. What I did eventually? Uh, Expectation. Expectations. <laughs> yeah. So the shameful part of the story is that you were dining at expectations. Nothing to do with the chair collapse. And you're gonna get us yeah. banned from expectations. Anyway, thank God for my gigantic <laughs> hockey thighs because I was able to do that until it was too much. I'm really proud of you for owning that. Thanks for that little detour. Um, Aiden, can we just can we take that pin out of your queer future now? Um, so we're in the queer present, is what yeah. you're saying. Um Okay, well I think there's two parts to that question. So the first is my queer future, which is like kind of a selfish question to begin with. Um, you could take that as your slash a queer future. I'm taking it as mine. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's the Gemini thing to do. <clears throat> well, that's the answer I've prepared. So unless you want me to 
think off the top of my head. Which Go on, give it to us. Talk it to daddy. Um, I would say that my queer future is like the f- present. Like, it's what I'm currently living. I came out at an early age. So I was like 15 when I told my mom that I was gay and like a couple close friends. And then I was like publicly out when I was 17. Which is like not that early compared to today's standards. But I guess like 10 years ago, it was pretty early. And I just always had this, like, idea of what my life was going to look like. And, like, it pretty much looks like it now. Like, I live in an amazing city, Toronto, which I love a lot and is, I think, a great place for queer people to live. I have an amazing group of queer friends. Um, I get to live my life out and proud and celebrate what it means to be gay. And for me, that's amazing. Of course, I recognize that. I'm white and cis, so the fact that I even get to say that is, like, so privileged. But I, it, it is my truth, and I don't know how else to say that. Um, I love that. So, so do I. Good. I'm glad you love it. Yeah. Thought about that on the streetcar over. <laughs> Tom and I aren't used to experiencing um, not self-hatred, so it's really inspiring. You're I used know. to experiencing not self-hatred? We're not u- double negative. We're... we're we're used to experiencing self-hatred. Right. Yeah. was an easier way to say that. Absolutely. Yeah. I know uh, that's really beautiful. I'm really happy for you. I think it's easy for us to forget that, forget how lucky we are to be who we are in the place that we are. Yeah. So thank you for reminding us because I always forget. Yeah. Well, what inspires you then in the present? Um. So yeah. So like what does, yeah. What inspires me for a queer future, like more generally? Sure. Yeah. This might sound completely banal, but, like, if you go onto, like, TikTok Mm. and you just see the subject matter that the children are talking about, Mm. like, 14, 15-year-olds being more educated on, like, politics and queer culture and stuff than I even am now. Like, I'm learning things from them. It is truly, like, as Whitney once said, I believe that children are our future. (laughs) Because, like... They're like schooling us, yeah. and we're in our mid twenties trying to figure out like our mental health. And we like... certainly are in our mid twenties. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, you're. I'm... <laughs> well, I'm only eighteen, so in what light? Yeah, uh... <laughs> the ring light. <laughs> oh my fucking god, it's so true. Um, my my boyfriend Oz is obsessed with TikTok, and I might actually strangle him for that. But, Wait, um, Tom, can you describe what TikTok is? Like, y- y- like, how would you describe don't it? Don't do this to me. I want to don't, do it you to know, you. You know that I'm a... An, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you know that I'm such an old man who doesn't know what's going on? I don't understand it. It's six seconds of, like... Babe! Sorry, that might, like, blow... TikTok is a minute. Vine was six seconds. No, this is not a minute. This is not Babes, a minute. Mo- some, you can record up to a minute. Okay, well, I haven't been you seeing are a minute a- You are aging yourself. Aiden, I would like you to jump off that balcony. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not going to happen. <laughs> anyway, it's like, it's inside jokes based on inside jokes of, of TikToks that came before it. Like, there's layers and layers and layers of inception about in about TikTok that I just I just cannot understand. So I have a friend who says the same thing as you. He's my best friend. His name is Tice. Shout out. Um, and he's like, I just think that there's layers of the joke that we're not even understanding on TikTok. There absolutely is. But it's not... Le- I don't think that that's true. I think that you guys are just like intimidated by it for whatever reason. But it's like, no, it's no. like anything. Once you are familiar with the medium, the jokes 
make more sense. No, 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 no. Like, I, these TikToks that I'm being shown are references or, like, parodies of other TikToks. Yeah. So, like, someone Once like you're me familiar with the possibly... Medium. <laughs> the medium, no, the specific video is what I'm saying. Yeah, but if there's, like, a viral... Yeah, I, I guess I get what you're saying. But if a TikTok goes viral and, like, you're on TikTok, like, there's like you've one, seen the TikToks. Like, there's one... Spe- I, I can't remember the song, but, like, even this morning, Oz showed me this one where it's, like, um, someone... Gr- like, it's, like, a montage of pictures of someone getting older and more attractive. Uh, but I had to ask about that because what he showed me was a montage of, like, a child getting a little bit older and yeah. then a coffin and then, like, an urn. And I was okay. like, this is really <laughs> fucked up and strange and I hate this. Right. But I didn't understand that it was a parody of of this other TikTok of people growing up and becoming beautiful or whatever. Okay. Which is the exact same thing as meme culture. It's memes. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Like sure. and I view memes as a medium. Like sure. if you if you have to if you you have to look A memeium, if you will. Well, I mean Anemium. we're not all so heavy handed, but yes. You're about to experience just how heavy hand. Is that a threat? Is that the first time <laughs> Did you I get that physically threatened a guest? I actually don't think it's the first time. I just think we've cut every other time that you've threatened our guests. That is so Don't cut rude. that. I might need that it in court. Doubly, that was like doubly sexual and threatening. It's yeah. not sexual. So two birds. For a Gemini, it's always the same. <laughs> two birds with one stone. Stone. Um, yeah, so that was a rabbit hole that I'm very happy that we fell down. Mm-hmm. The Citational Practices of Meme Culture and TikTok, um, my new dissertation, published on this exact conversation. I mean, so I'm, thank I'm, you. I'm happy to be in your work cited. Thank you so fucking much I to need both that of you. too. Oz is my one and only source to, sorry, to both of you. Uh, okay, listen, so that was just like a little preface about why you're, why you're just the perfect person to come on and talk about like pop culture and just like being young not, today. Okay, I'm I'm not either of those things. And I think you, you are. Be. You are both those things. I like pop culture. I really don't want to present myself as though I'm some sort of authority. There are actual people who get paid to do this kind of thing. I would just. Like, I am not one of them. I'd like to step in here and say that you're the only person I've ever met who's a, a Kitty Purry. Because first all of all, we're called Katie Pat, Katie Cats, Katie Cats. Her cat is named Kitty Purry. Okay, thank you. Fine. Sorry, I digress. But all my friends have Don't always made me, fun Olga. of me my whole life for liking Katy Perry. I didn't the, know you liked Katy Perry. You're the actually. only person that uh, that I've known that also likes her. I actually didn't know that you liked Katy Perry. Well, I've fallen off the bandwagon, but I did love her for a very long time. First of all, it's not a bandwagon; it's a lifestyle. Second of all, <laughs> what's your favorite Katy Perry song? <laughs> oh, that's a really um, that's a tough question because I do love so many. Um, last Friday night is probably the most nostalgic for me. Okay, I love tea. that. But my all-time favorite. Oh wait, hold on. I want to give a shout out to um, "Thinking of You" because I love that song. The acoustic version or the original? Oh, I both. Well, the acoustic version is what made me like the whole song even more. Okay, tea. but Tom, your all-time favorite is "Teenage Dream," right? And I'll come down on "Teenage Dream" as my first favorite. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I respect those answers. Oh wait, I'm forgetting a, f- a whole bunch of. I forgot about "Hot and Cold." I love hot and cold. You're sounding a little hot and cold right now. Oh, well. Gemini. Tiger Gemini. <laughs> Aiden, what's your favorite Katy Perry song? It's Teenage Dream. Yeah. Teenage oh, okay. Dream. Sorry, in case you need to edit my Teenage voice crack out of it. Dream. And I should say that I hate California girls. I well, that, that is, that needs to be edited out. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> 
I love that you're making demands. I actually didn't ask what your least favorite Katy Perry song was. I asked what your favorite was. And you didn't even need to. It's great. You got both answers. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. So what is it about... Katy Perry that really strikes her fancy. We actually can't talk about Katy Perry for this long because that's not what I want this podcast to turn into. <laughs> if you guys wanted to bring me here to talk about Katy Perry, you should have given me time to prepare notes. Um, so I'm feeling a little underprepared right now. Uh, Katy Perry for me... Uh, <laughs> um, there's a, there is a big nostalgia factor. So, like, Teenage Dream was my all-time, like, when I was in high school. It was right around the time I was coming out, so 2010. Same, um, same literally. Yeah. I think I, I was, like... Korea. And it was a huge album. Like, let's talk about yeah. the enormity. Yeah. When I ran for student council representative in grade 11, my slogan was, vote for Aiden, because he'll get your heart racing in his skin-tight jeans. Wow, I love that. Do you actually, or are you just saying that? No, I love I it. Because it, 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 <laughs> I don't love it. I hope you didn't win. He did. Uh, of course, I won. Oh, you did. Yeah, and then I changed the constitution of my student council government so that I was the only one eligible <laughs> to become prime minister in grade twelve. So I assumed the position. Aiden's literally fascist. You are. I fascist. don't like the word fascist. I prefer well, the word you opportunistic. To, you don't have to like the word fascist or not to be one. Listen, I was the only one who was qualified, and I because you changed the constitution. <laughs> You were the Donald Trump of your school. There is no evidence to that. <laughs> you literally just said it. Jesse, play it back. Show him the evidence. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah. Okay, so as an old man, what's going on with the young kids these days? Like, what's happening? What are you girls up to? What are you liking? What's on the radio? I'm not young. Like, we're probably the same age. How old are you? I'm a lot older than you. Okay, well, how old are you then? I'm like... Let's just say I was born in the mid-80s. Okay, T. You're th- mid-30s? Mid to early. Okay. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm not, 33. I-, I can just <laughs> say that. I'm 33. That was really, that was really confusing. So, yeah, we were dead, I don't need to, so on that topic. I don't need to lead you through a labyrinth. Um, I'm not young. I'm 25. There are things that the kids are into that I actually don't understand. Like, I do have a mo- modicum of understanding of what TikTok is. But there are things that I actually don't understand. Well, clearly, because I think I know more about it than you do. Well, you don't. Well, I do. <laughs> Judging by the fact that you thought they were vines a couple minutes ago. I didn't think they were vines. You I said know that the they were maximum difference. six seconds. Whatever. I'm going to cut in here just for a quick second. Um, because in, I feel like one of the reasons why I initially wanted you to come on this podcast was because you're incredibly passionate about um, music and and pop culture and Tom and I generally tend to not focus on those things even though they're very important which is a shame they're very important to queer culture and we don't really recognize that it's like good point a gap for us um so I was just wondering if you could if you could school us on some of your favorite albums and why they might be important to queer people okay well I wasn't expecting the second question I have I of course I have favorite albums that are important to me I can try and generalize that out to a larger. No, you don't have to do that. Yeah, you're you're enough. (laughs) We're about learning. You're the only person who's ever said that to me. Honestly, well, now you have it in recording. (laughs) We're about learning through experience. So, like, let's learn from your story. Okay, Um, let me just grab my notes. Oh my god, cute! Wait, is he actually going to grab his notes? Yeah. I just have a list. I'll forget to have them. You guys can cut that out, right? We'll keep it in. I'm also expecting you guys to give me at least one other album okay. yeah. of yours. Yeah. That's a favorite. Yeah. 
Um, I'll just start with Teenage Dream because we already went over it. Basically, for the reasons that I've already said. It, the only thing I'll say about it is there are albums where you get really obsessed with it for like a month, six months, a year. Yeah. And then you look back and you're like, it just doesn't resonate with you the same way. Yes. Yeah. Teenage Dream is like an album where, of course, there are songs where I'm like, wow, when I was in high school, I was this actually... Like, I loved it, but there are still songs where I'm, like, it taps into that, like, youthful experience, which I think is always present in being queer. Like, delayed adolescence is such a huge phenomenon amongst queer people. Yes. Yeah, just look at Tom. <clears throat> well, he's not adolescent, but he, he is, is delayed. delayed, yeah. <laughs> um, that's the sound of Tom pouring himself a drink because he desperately <laughs> needs it. Continue, Aiden. Sorry. Um, no, that's... I mean, that's pretty much it, right? Like, sometimes queer people are frozen in time a lot of the times from just not being able to be true to ourselves during our adolescent phase. And so this... That album just reminds me of that and is still a big part of me. That sounds so fucking dramatic no, but you to say it. about a Katy Perry album. I could tell no, you I, I don't think it. I don't think it is too dramatic. I think that's totally great. <clears throat> Tom is being disingenuous. No, I'm not. <laughs> Tom loves your emotional journey right now. Why would I lie to you way. if I didn't like it? I would just tell you. <clears throat> well, okay. What's up next? Um, these are in no particular order, by the way, because gun to my head could not decide. Um, Ray of Light <laughs> is my next album. Madonna. It is. Madonna has been accused, rightly so, of culturally appropriating throughout her career. Is Frozen uh, on that? Frozen is on oh, that album, yeah. That Hello. Fuck. I mean. Yeah. Um, rightly so, for being accused of culturally appropriating. She's culturally appropriated from queer people. She's culturally appropriated from black people. We, like, as problematic as that might be, some of those are more were more successful than others. Like... Obviously, her cultural appropriation of ballroom culture for Vogue is, like, one of her biggest and most well-known songs, beloved by the queer community, despite its problematic nature. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, you know, she culturally appropriated the new Jack Swing era for Bedtime Stories and Erotica, which are, like, her lesser-known albums. So, I mean, and she's still doing it today. Like, her latest album was, like, Latin-inspired... I guess, and I love it, but whatever. It's a controversial opinion. Um, <laughs> this album is, like, her taking from Electronica, like, early 2000s, and kind of, well, it was actually 1998, if I'm not wrong, but she kind of put Electronica on the map. Like, she set the stage for, like, people like Moby to be, like, huge international superstars, and their music is still being licensed today. So the album is, I think, her most cohesive body of work, I think it is her at her most artistically enlightened. It is when her voice sounds the best because she had just been through all the vocal training that she did for the movie Evita. Um, so that's like something Madonna has never been known for, but it's like her strongest vocal performance for sure. Um, and it also is like such an interesting point in her career where she's not talking about like hedonism, partying, anything to do with what the general themes of her songs are, but she's talking about motherhood which I think is always a really interesting thing for a female pop star to do. You need to get a degree in Madonna. Can you guys, Agreed. like, comment when I'm saying this so that it's not just a monologue of me talking no, about No, I don't want to talk over you because you're actually, like, incredibly well-spoken on this, and I don't want to... 
ruin it with our babbling. God. Okay, what's your next Red in the face. Um, My next one is um, Red by Taylor Swift. Interesting choice. Uh, There is a Pitchfork article where they reviewed, like, all of Taylor Swift's albums for her upcoming album, Lover, when it was released, which I actually don't like. Okay. Why Red? Um, It's, like, the Pitchfork, like, lead into the article was Red is, simply put, Taylor Swift's best album. And that's, like, the... That's my thesis statement for Red. (laughs) Like... It perfectly exemplifies her transition from country to pop. It is truly a country pop crossover album. Um, It is... You can pick any track off that album besides the one she did with Ed Sheeran and Gary Lightbody from, I believe, Snow Patrol. I think that's (laughs) that's who she collabed with. Uh. I don't love those songs, but I'm sure some people do, even though Ed Sheeran is a stain on our culture. (laughs) Um, our culture and it's just specifically queer culture Uh shape of you is homophobic Mm -hmm. um it's just it's like it's so cohesive it is it's the best country pop album i think since like shania twain was releasing music in her prime it speaks perfectly to the type of artist that taylor swift is at her most raw which is an artist who talks about interpersonal relationships specifically like the rise and fall of romantic relationships so like the song all too well is a storytelling epic in song form of the beginning to end of a relationship which i believe was with jake Hall, but cannot confirm that at this juncture interesting it is her best song for sure better than blank space yeah yeah, I think it's her best song. I would be, I would, con- I'm confidently saying that it's some of the, some of, if not the best songwriting she's ever, ever exhibited in her career. And I think that is truly Taylor Swift's strength. She's not a great singer. She's not a good dancer. She is a, an amazing songwriter. And you can never take that away from her. Even though I don't like the new album, the songs are still well written. Wow. I'm, you're so convincing. You're very, you're, um, yeah, I love that. You don't also, have an opinion on Taylor Swift, Elia? Um, I feel like everyone has an opinion on Taylor I literally Swift. couldn't mm. name one song off of the album Red. Um, I don't... So, I Knew You Were Trouble. Right, okay. Um, we Are Never Getting Back Together. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Red. I don't know. I don't even know how that song goes. Um, Did you see the doc? <clears throat> the Netflix doc? I have not. I don't love Taylor Swift. Like, I'm not a stan. I'm not, what are they, Swifty. I'm not a Swifty. I think it'll make you a Swifty. It was good. I've heard that, yeah. It from was really that, good. It was really I good. I really don't like her. Like, as a person, I really, really dislike her. I find her extremely disingenuous. I find you extremely disingenuous, and I well, think that you should watch this, and that might change your opinion. Okay. Also, I'm I'm realizing, just because time is taken away, and you're talking about, like, the, the power of interpersonal <clears throat> relationships, I really want to hear more about your life as well. Why? Um, well, that's true. Because <laughs> you're a single daddy in Toronto. Not a daddy. Making it work. <laughs> Bottom- for the record, not a daddy. For the record, yeah, just in case there's any single ladies out there. <laughs> Bottoming around the city, doing your best, looking great. B- bottoming around the city, doing my best. Yeah, that's actually my Tinder bio. <laughs> <laughs> be- okay, before we get to that, though, how many other albums do you have on I your have list? two. Okay. We don't have to go through them, though. I want to know at least, them. Yeah, at least what they are. Uh, one is Sierra, self-titled, by Sierra. Amazing. Um, and then, just because that is, all of her other albums are, like, albums that are designed to push two or three singles. Sierra... 
is an artist I'm constantly rooting for, and her easily this album that is her best is Sierra. By I don't Sierra. know anything about Sierra. I couldn't even tell you. She's good. She She's is. good. You kind of have to like be into Sierra to be into Sierra. That sounds so circular, but like is she like dip below. That's Christina Milian, and that's offensive. <laughs> She's like one two step. She's one two step. Yeah. She's goodies. Okay. Okay, sorry, it doesn't meet Tom's stamp of approval. I literally wish everyone listening could see the facial expressions happening in this room tonight. There's so much facial warfare going on. Oh my god. Is this our first video episode? Tom, like, secretly hates me, though, so it's... Oh, it's not a secret. (laughs) (laughs) Um... The last one is Feels Like Home by Nora Jones. Oh, cute. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Wonderful. Great I Sunday morning. debating. She is my Sunday girl. I yeah. have a Sunday girl playlist, and she is featured heavily on it. Is the song Sunday Girl by Ralph on it? Yeah, of course. Okay, Ralph. Shout out Ralph. Toronto legend. Local legend. That's funny. We shouted her out last episode. Yeah. Well, any shout out she can get, I'm sure she appreciates. She's a legend, and she deserves. Love me some Ralph. Yeah. Before we turn the lens on to you. Um, it was the lens not already on me. I feel like I've been doing nothing but talking for the past 15 minutes. Until like you, colon, Aiden, underline, bottom. Well, colon yeah. is an interesting word to use there. <laughs> Tom, what's one... You took that joke out of my fucking mouth. What's one album that you would name as your favorite? Uh, Lover. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> like like for real, eh? No, I, it actually was on my list. I was going to say it. Uh, what's the other one I was going to say? Not Ready to Make Nice, Dixie. Chips. Oh, absolutely gigantic. Cute. Um, I think mine would be Control by SZA. It's like the one that I can go back to literally anytime. Listen to it on repeat. It's so fucking good. Yeah. Slash also Anti by Rihanna is probably one of the best albums ever released. T. In human history. So, Tom, you're staring at me with a very confusing look on your face. No, not at all. (laughs) Aiden. Aiden. Hello. How is dating going for you? Let us... That's such a fucked up question. (laughs) Tell us what's going on. What's happening in the dating world? Dating is something that I talk about with my roommate, Anna, probably like 90% of the time we talk about dating. So whenever I hang out with people and they're not talking about dating, it's like I have to adjust my subject matter. (laughs) Well, this is perfect. Then you're right at home. Well, no, because what are you guys going to talk about? Your committed relationships you're in? That's really great. Well, I, I'm not in necessarily uh, I'm... monogamous relationship. And I've just like parachuted. Yeah, you're polyamorous, which means you should be put to death. <laughs> yeah. I can't. This is the first time I'm agreeing with you all night. <laughs> <laughs> this is absolutely, that was absolutely facetious for all my polyamorous sisters out there. You should be put to death. <laughs> Oh my god, tell me how you really feel, babe. Well, it's just greedy. (laughs) It is greedy, thank you. I'm glad you're finally speaking up for the the thoughts that I've been thinking for years. Yeah, I mean, whatever. No, it's honestly, it's it's amazing. amazing. I've been part of the polyamorous little moment with you guys. We've had our journey. Yeah. Are you talking about the time that you and I made out? I'm talking about the time that you and I made out. <laughs> I don't think God, I can go back to this. My penis just went up into my body. I, I, I already can... made that joke, but thank you. <laughs> yeah, we can't go back to the beaver after that, Aiden. I think we ruined it. For we can't go back to the beaver for several reasons. Yeah, so, okay, like, l- 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 let's break it down here. Why did you make out with Elliot? I had a huge crush on Elliot for like months. This Elliot or like Christine yeah, unfortunately, Elliot? Unfortunately, this Elliot. Why? Ew. You yeah, remind do- me a lot of my ex-boyfriend. Oh, that's upsetting. <laughs> I'm upset by that. I didn't realize you used to date a demon. 
No, my ex-boyfriend is was a really nice guy. Was. Um, is the night we made out, is that the night that the crush on me ended? Yeah, it is, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Incredibly upsetting. Jesse, can you stop the show now, please? <laughs> Jesse, keep rowing. Um, I'm going to walk away. Elliot's partner was also making out with one of my other friends. Yes. And, you know, their relationship has continued in that they still make out. Um, and the next time we went to a club together, they were making out and Elliot and I were kind of like awkwardly standing there. And yeah. I think at one point I turned to Elliot and I was just like, you know, it's absolutely not going to happen tonight. <laughs> and then, and then that same night I made out with the person that my partner made out with. Um, and then he told me to get my hands off your friend. So, so I told you yes, that. Yes. Yes. Well, let's well, dive into that. Yeah. Why dive did into, you dive into what? Well, why did you tell him to get your hands? Get his hands. Well, it was, obviously wasn't serious. <laughs> they later ended up having a threesome. That so. is correct. <laughs> that did happen. Which I was not mad about, but mad that I was lied to about straight to my face. I asked my friend huh. what he was doing that night, and he was like, "Oh, I'm just gonna go home." Meanwhile, meanwhile, he <laughs> had a threesome with Elliot. Is that right? Yeah. And Timothy. Which? What did Elliot say? Did he lie to you too? Um, he texted me the next morning I hope you're not mad to which I responded of course not okay but here's my thing I feel like you're in, a good friend Aiden in well, the hierarchy of friendships it wasn't my thing to, to to say it like I just assumed your best friend do you know what I mean who's my best friend the one that we took home he's not my best friend <laughs> <laughs> oh then what do you fucking care then <laughs> No, it's all tea. It's totally fine. I joke about Polly. Like, it's, I'm obsessed that you guys had a threesome. I love that journey for you. <laughs> I hope it continues, to be quite honest. Um, sometimes I do feel like a bit of a fourth wheel when we hang out as a foursome. Oh. Yeah. I'm being, I'm not being serious. Sounds like you are. Well, listen, Aiden. So, as a non polyamorous person dating in Toronto, how's it going? I'm not polyamorous because I haven't had the opportunity to be polyamorous. <laughs> I'm fucking everything that walks, but just nothing is sticking. Are you really fucking everything that walks? Like, no, I'm not. Oh, okay. Well, I have a fair amount of sex, I would say. How much is a fair amount? Probably like once or twice a week with a lot of the times with different people. Yeah, that's a fair amount. I'd say. Um, Aiden very recently told me that it's not his fault that he is a tight pussy with grip <laughs> like an anaconda. It's actually a tight pink pussy. Thank you. With grip like an anaconda. Um, mm, so that's n- the title of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> so no one will fault you for that, Aiden. I just want you to know you're, you're in a safe space. No <laughs> one's going to fault you. In fact, we're here to celebrate that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm going to tell my mom to watch this and listen to this. <laughs> She's going to love that. Um... Yeah, no, dating uh, uh, is fine. What are the pitfalls? I don't think I've had a positive experience with dating in the past, like, three years. No, of course not, especially not in this city. I don't know if it's, like, something about the city. I just think it's something about the age we're at, queer culture in general. I think delayed adolescence is a huge thing. Yeah. I, you can date someone who's 35 years old who you think, oh, well, they've probably got their shit together. They're a dentist. They're, like... You know, they're making good money, they... Whatever. All the signifiers that are so stupid and absolutely, like, don't mean anything. And then they're just like, well, I'm not in the right place right now because I'm dealing with blank trauma or whatever. And it's fine. Wait, Ever... did we date? <laughs> Tom, are you a dentist? <laughs> <laughs> are you a top, more importantly? <laughs> Obviously, you're well, a top. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, it's, it's difficult. I mean... I'm also like, 
I'm a hopeful romantic. Um, That's really nice to hear that you haven't been crushed under the system of dating in okay, the city. Okay, so what, you guys sent me an itinerary for, like, the show. I hate all of our guests talk about the itinerary. I know. On the, yeah, okay. We're going to stop well, sending it over. I actually, no, 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 I love it. I'm, I'm the type of person who needs to prepare for things, no matter how small they are. I need to prepare for, like, conversations. I need to prepare for showers. Like, I need to prepare for everything. Um, <laughs> so when you sent me that it was, like, dating in the city... I'm a huge Sex in the City fan and a devout Carrie follower, which I understand speaks to probably why I don't have a boyfriend. And also why you're a bottom. That's funny, because when I was typing that out, I almost made a joke about, I almost wrote Sex in the City. Right. And then, like... It is one of the most iconic pieces of of culture of the past 50 years. I like, would fucking never argue it. that. I, I would never fucking argue hate that. it. I mean, sorry, I would never like argue against you. I think you're Why right. Why don't you like it? I hate it. Why? It's just so vapid. But that doesn't change <gasps> how impactful it was. It it's was so vapid. I don't give a shit about these rich white women and Okay, that is a the valid critique is that they are rich white women. Yes. Absolutely. I would never But it is a time capsule of feminism for the 90s. Yes. It is they talk about abortion. They talk about miscarriages. They talk about bisexuality in the most problematic way possible. <laughs> yes, that's um, true. But they like, talk fe- female fine, orgasm fine, fine. too. Like, yeah, female fine, orgasm. Fine, fine, fine. I'll give you all that. I just don't like it. I'm not interested. That's totally fine. You are not. You are not. You are not bound I'm not the, to liking I'm it. I'm not the audience. However, for to it. call it vapid is, a, I think, a misunderstanding of the 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 subject matter and how groundbreaking it was at the time. Simply to see four women on screen talking about sex and sexuality we take that so for granted now but like there were like so many movies back then so many tv shows that didn't pass the bechtel test sex in the city was a pioneer in that regard okay thank you okay (laughs) i will listen to that anyways there's an episode where um carrie is having her columns turned into a book and the two like book agents or whatever are asking her they're like you know you have to do you have to combine all of your favorite columns into a book and then you have to do a foreword where you talk about um, your perspective on love. And they were like, she's like, what does that mean? They're like, is Carrie Bradshaw an optimist or is she a pessimist? Um, You know, after all the bad boyfriends and bad dates, like, you still believe he's out there, right? And like, that's how I, as, as much as I was reading into that itinerary as I was, that's how I felt. Where I'm like, am I an optimist or am I a pessimist? I've always been so optimistic, but, Mm. like, even in the past six months, it's just been, it's so hard to remain optimistic. Yeah. I want to say, yeah, like, I don't mean to speak not from your position. Yeah, actually, get out of my fucking face. Yeah. Elliot, please don't comment, You've been in a, what, nine-year-long relationship? Yeah, Elliot, that's enough. Like, put your Committed and loving. You have always had a partner. Just, no. It must be so nice for you. Oh, my God. Elliot's throat is closing up. (laughs) All my holes are tight. Okay, continue. Sorry for calling. They're loose, first of all. (laughs) Sorry for listening. I I know. I love hearing this. Thank you for saying it. It is a hard trod dating in the city. Yeah, and you know, you were single up until recently. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. Devastatingly so. And it is very hard to say optimistic and so I commend you for that definitely because I find in this culture in this queer culture especially in the city as lucky as we are to live here it's always like oh what's next like okay I've like there's this conquest and now what's what's over here and like oh well he doesn't check these 26,000 boxes so uh, I'm done with him moving on to the next thing and I just feel like 
I don't know. No one gives each other. No one gives each other enough of a chance. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that's a big problem. I have my problem specifically is that nothing ever seems to get off the ground. Mm-hmm. Like, we can meet and have an amazing first date, have a great second date, and something seems to get in the way. There has been like longer term relationships. I use the word relationship extremely loosely because I <laughs> have only ever had one relationship, but like longer term, like things or whatever people millennials call them where I've really been wanting it to work like really, really badly because they were amazing people who I connected with on some level, but like just not that like butterflies feeling that I feel like I need to have to sustain me if it's going to be a long-term thing. Like, I can't... I get bored really easily. So I just... I've had really good luck with friendships. Mm-hmm. Like, I yeah. meet and make new friends yeah. really often. Like, Elian and I met within the past year, yeah. and I feel like we are really good friends. Um, Tom and I are acquaintances. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say that again. No, I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, I find making friends really easy because there's a there's no pressure that it's like the one Mm -hmm. i don't know no that's so true i'm also just like talking on the fly this is my therapy session yes i love it (laughs) well everything you're saying rings true Mm. too and like the emphasis of the one if somebody feels like they're the only person for you that's usually something to do with yourself and the like the way that you like your attachment issues the way you orient yourself to the world like people that set off those alarm bells it's not like like it's not like it was actually fateful you know what i mean like it's just that's the narrative that we're that we're taught and it's a really difficult narrative to actually live out because it's unrealistic yeah i no don't one is the one i don't believe in the one i don't believe well i don't believe in soulmates as in there is one person out there for you right i don't believe in fate in that you know if i take the wrong bus one day then mm-hmm. i'm gonna end up a spinster is that <laughs> term offensive i don't know i don't think it is History of that term, interesting, though. Spinster and bachelor used to be on the same level. But because society (laughs) hates women, everything that was female became denigrated, which is why it might seem offensive. So, like, okay. So, whatever. So, I don't believe in fate and soulmates in that sense. But, like, I truly believe that you can connect with someone on a level that is romantic. Like, on a level that is something not exactly tangible. Like, not just because, you know, they have dark hair or because they're rich or because... Mm-hmm. Their pussy's the, pink and tight and grips like an anaconda. Grips like an anaconda, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but, like, yeah, there's something non-tangible about love, and that's the thing that I'm looking for. Um, I think I've only experienced that a couple times. Non-reciprocated. And that's that on that, ladies and gentlemen. Like, Well, listeners, if you'd like to just yeah. send Aiden a text or a picture. Um, DM us if you yeah. uh, Do wanna, not do that. If you want to <laughs> slip into Aiden's pink, what is it? Pink, pink. Tight, pink You're looking at me as if I'm going to say it. I'm not going to say it again. We've said it a couple times now. Well, I just need you to ASMR it, please, Aiden. <laughs> <laughs> please, just please for me. I don't know how... Do I... No, I'm not doing it. <laughs> uh, I love it. But um, one thing I will say, if you'll let me on top of, on top of that, to top that... Yeah. Um, is I 
do think like I agree with everything you're saying and I do think you just never know what's going to happen next you never know who you're going to meet tomorrow or what's going to happen tomorrow so I, I admire optimism because you know there were so many times in my life where I'm like well I guess that's done for me like no right. more love for me like yeah. I'm never going to find anyone yeah and like I was literally convinced of that and then but I'm, that's not, what I'm not saying that you think that. No, but. no, no. But that's what we're taught, right? We're taught, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, the younger you are, the more desirable you are, the more options you have. And yeah. it's not even like you can't find love later in life because we all know that's possible. But it's the feeling of shrinking possibilities. It's the feeling that as you get older and less desirable, you are losing opportunities. Yeah to find the one or whatever. Which is just literally untrue. So untrue. Especially as I become daddier and daddier, my opportunities are getting more and more. Totally. And the fear of like getting older and less hot, I feel like we all and my group of friends get better looking every year. Yeah. (laughs) Literally just farted (laughs) to punctuate that. That was fantastic. Um, I know I'm not supposed to speak on this because I am not single, but uh, please, someone... please read me. Tell no, me why you don't. think I'm not, why you think I'm not in a relationship. Tell me that. No, no. I was just going to say, I guess because you to... just fart after every sentence. Well, some of us have IBS, Tom. So check your privilege. <laughs> it's just your tight pink pussy saying hello with its anaconda mouth. It was trying to keep it in. Listen, all I'm going to say is like, so mom, my ex-boyfriend, like, like, like in the polyamorous relationship, like Spike, um, randomly met one day doing something out in the world in real life bumped into this person then we just happened to stick in each other's lives for a period of time stick in each other's <laughs> lives yeah. do you know what i mean though like it's just it's so easy like strangers are strangers till they're not um and it's really interesting actually because when we were in the process of like ending the relationship my partner and i started getting the feeling of like sonder which is i think a new made-up word but it's like the realization that everyone around you has a really complex lives that you'll never have access to right and it's because we were getting out of this relationship that had just like happened overnight one day with a stranger who was then so impactful to our lives and then like ending that looking around and being like wow literally everybody has the potential to impact you and it's just about inviting it in mm-hmm. yeah. and it was weird because we both separately started having that experience because it was like strange you know it's just strange to kind of like orient yourself towards someone so passionately and then like turn around from that you know yeah it's weird for me to actually think about you before that relationship because i didn't really know you that well yeah. so and i didn't know you in that relationship so you didn't know me that's yeah <laughs> i mean that's that on that <laughs> let's just like take the spotlight off of me a little bit now that sounds great uh we're way over time yeah we except are. we're probably not because i'm gonna demand to cut about 20 minutes of this but how dare oh, no we're not no, no no not you me no no no. you're fine you're staying in um and we have some questions for you oh god these are rapid fire aren't they yeah some queer cues some how cues. rapid fire like i'm a little bit verbose so well time you is queer say. so do whatever you'd like Time is actually not queer at all. Time actually is queer. Is what queer. does that mean? Well, we even you saw um, Arrival. We even but that's not that's that's about the unraveling of time. We, that is queer because time is queer because we've internalized a capitalist progressive teleology about the way that time works. It's literally all oriented around labor and productivity and like yeah. So how is time queer? Time, time is queer because time doesn't exist in the way that we actually think it does. Yeah, but time as we know it is like the institution of the minutes passing the gregorian calendar okay, so we're ha- we're 24 ladies, hours ladies. in a day how is that queer ladies. queerness would be being late for this podcast recording which that, i was not that's what i'm saying you don't need yeah. to be fast on this aiden well, you're not gonna be friends anymore after this. <laughs> i'm sure of that 
Okay, so we're going to quote. And then we are going to be friends. We're going to quote on you. You're going to quote me? Quote. What does that mean? Um, it's penile flatulence, and it's the name of our lightning round. Okay, so that's like based off queef. Yeah. yeah. Is that a real thing? Yeah. I can do it. You can quote. Yeah. No, you can't. No, I can. While erect? Uh, you need foreskin to do it because you kind of have to like like trap air in your foreskin and like push it down. Oh, so okay. And then, or right. like it happens when you're having sex and like air gets pushed into your urethra. Okay. I wouldn't know. Oh my god, this episode is a fucking train wreck, and I'm obsessed with it. I can't find the question. Okay, Sorry. just sit beside me. Oh my god, I almost kicked over your wine. Are you guys gonna answer these questions too? No, no, we already have them. Yeah. I'll go first. Jesse, can you open more wine for Aiden? First, thank you. Aiden, what's your pronoun? Uh, he, him. What's your favorite swear word? I've never thought about that before. Um, fuck. Favorite body part? Oh. Uh, I like my collarbone. What's your favorite movie? Uh, fuck. Uh, I would say Arrival. Favorite mythical creature? Pass. <laughs> a single top in one. the city. <laughs> a single top. A single top in the city. Well, I mean, let's be let's be real, ladies and gentlemen. The top is a dying breed, particularly in Toronto. There so. was only seven of us. I'm sorry. Now there's only six. Yeah, and they're Emphasis. all on Tom's hockey team. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably That's true. true. Um, also, emphasis on breed. Um, okay, so is it that me? was a cheap shot? You're a cheap shot, Aiden. Heavy-handed. What is your Low fave hanging fruit? Wow, gays really do talk over each other, eh? <laughs> Aiden, what is your favorite noise? Um, farting. Uh, the opening chords to Katy Perry's "Teenage Dream." Agreed. Mm-hmm. Uh, celebrity crush. Oh God. Um, no, I don't think I have one actually. I this is gonna be like a minute long answer at least. I particularly <laughs> don't follow people that are hot and unattainable on Instagram. So like whenever I see a picture of like yeah, a shirtless guy on Instagram, that's smart. I do the show me less of this option so that like I don't see any of that. I do follow like obviously hot people that live in Toronto, but like people that only people that I've had a relationship with. Well yeah, like you follow me, so that's proof. Ugh. Keep talking about I said please. hot people that live in Toronto. Um is so celebrity crush. Um, oh, Kenyon Lonsdale. Is that how you say his name? Yeah, oh, so. God. He's really He's beautiful so and just like, I love him. Yeah. Uh, he who, can do anything to me. Yeah. <clears throat> who was your queer icon? Oh, um, fuck. Kylie Minogue. What do you wish you knew more about? Uh, oh, um, fuck. Uh, like, like physics I guess like- <laughs> <laughs> that was the um, faggotiest way like okay. physics I guess <laughs> like, like yeah I guess that like you know like physics seems to like unlock all the mysteries of the world like if you ever watch like whatever all those scientists that do all the things and they know like what's i don't know i lo- I'm, listening, I'm, listening, I'm obsessed that's why you need to know more about it yeah um if you had literally any friends which you don't what would they say is your favorite quality my favorite quality no, no sorry, their favorite quality about you yeah. oh um i'm a good friend i'm confident in saying that i'm a very loyal and good friend all jokes aside you are a very good friend thank you yeah eh. <laughs> I'm a very good friend, not a very good acquaintance. So, um, 
Um, what are your most what are you most grateful for? Um my mom. Oh wow. That's yeah. a cute answer. Well, I feel like every gay boy always is t- always talking about their mom, but like my mom has grown with me in a, such a beautiful way. We talk about everything. I don't get to see her nearly as much as either of us would like to, but Where does she live? She lives in Vancouver. Okay. So that's where I'm from. Right. Um but I'm very very grateful that I know that I can always fall back on her no matter what. That's so sweet. Wow. You probably feel the same way about your mom though. I know you have a really strong connection with your mom. We do. How do you know that? Because you've told me that before. Ugh, why do we hang out? Um, what do you hate about straight culture? <laughs> what do I hate? Yeah. Um I love whatever. Cut that. <laughs> <laughs> we won't be cutting that. Nope, not sure. <laughs> um, I don't like the way that I feel really, really uncomfortable in predominantly heterosexual spaces. Especially when drinking is involved. I have a lot of, you know, I don't I don't think that straight people are inherently bad, but straight bars are inherently bad. Okay. Yeah, I can get behind that. I also hate the, that the amount of cover you have to pay on King Street is like... Homophobic. Just so exorbitant. Yeah. Literally For what? terrible. For no fun. We don't even want to be on King Street. Why I, are you charging us money? I wanted there? to pay $20 to listen to Post Malone. I would... I don't even know what I would do. I just, would, I, I just wouldn't. Just yeah, wouldn't so. do that. Um, what is your queer superpower? You're going to have to give me a little context on that question. I just mean, like, what um, What about your queerness sort of gives you an edge in life? Um, like, what are you really good at doing? Because you're queer. I nothing. think I know the answer to that. Um, I don't know. I, uh, I'm pretty outgoing, yeah. which I would say comes from me being queer, I guess. Although not every queer person is outgoing, so that's weird, but... I feel like my queerness developed in a way where I had to be confident, so then I just was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of, yeah. Even though confidence is always a facade, no yeah. one is deeply confident. Yeah. Everyone is pretending. Unless you're a sociopath and you have no, like, awareness of other people's emotions, I Well, would say. Pete Buttigieg is doing a great job. <clears throat> I'm going to so. head out. <laughs> <laughs> to your sociopath anonymous meeting. Um, <clears throat> Aiden, what is your biggest queer fear? Uh I don't really know what that means either. I guess um, that's a deep question for a rapid fire round. What is my biggest queer fear? Um, like that the new Katy Perry album is going to be bad. <laughs> yeah. That no, works. but in We're all seriousness, there's so that. much more to be scared about. Like, uh, I feel like we live in a country that is so not so. That is good. It is it is a decent place to live for queer people in many senses. My fear would be the kind of like rise of right wing movements nationally will come to Canada in a way that it already has for sure, but mm-hmm. that they will actually gain power and be able to legislate away rights that we have here already. Kind of like Doug Ford slashing the budget on everything. Kind of like everything Doug Ford is doing, but on like, I guess, a more national scale, even though it deeply affects people in Ontario currently. So national politics is always kind of like a guise. I love that. That was an answer. (laughs) And what's your queer mantra? If the Lord can lead you to it, he can lead you through it. Wow. Wow. 
Wow. Reese Witherspoon, thanks for coming tonight. <laughs> You're so welcome. <laughs> okay, thank you. That was fantastic. We just have a couple more a couple more little little Cute clits and claws. Clits and claws. Okay, T. To get through. Um, Turn around. Take your microphone with you, if you don't mind. Um, and let's talk about what pussies you see in front of your face right now. What vibes are they giving you? So I'm supposed to, like describe them visually yeah right okay so the only like the, the most important thing is that root what's the what's the the, the small ones name? pepper <laughs> pepper <laughs> the most important thing is that pepper is wearing a pair of sony over the ear headphones connected to a discman that is playing a burned copy of the 500 days of summer soundtrack i don't know why that exists in this house, um, <laughs> okay. but it's a pretty iconic movie, I have to say. Um, what like what are they striking into your heart? This dynamic duo, how yeah. do they make you feel? Um, well, Pamela's looking a little bit like Cindy Lauper, which is kind of tea. Yeah. Um, she's got like a green wig. I would say wig loosely. Um, <laughs> I'm loving it. <laughs> what to say they're um they're giving something they've got red scarves to complement the green wig all right let's put this out of its misery (laughs) for more info check out our instagram and thanks for going on that journey with us um i mean this episode was obviously not a downer but we just tend to like to end on a high note okay by saying a double rainbow which is something nice that happened i have the only thing i have to say about this and you know that because i texted you this go ahead uh, Double Rainbow is one of my favorite Katy Perry songs. It's off her Prism album. And when I went to see the Prismatic World Tour, she did not perform it. Oh, I'm so sorry for your loss. So your it, Double Rainbow was not seeing Double Rainbow? It is an iconic song. Please, if you do one thing from this podcast, please, people, I, I just please don't buy their merch. Don't follow them on Instagram. <laughs> Stream Double Rainbow by Katy Perry. Everyone stop listening by, <laughs> by, by an hour and one Probably, minute. probably. As soon as they mentioned Katy Perry four minutes in, they were like, oh, it's over. <laughs> Unsubscribe. Bad yeah. review. Bad rating. Tom, what's your Double Rainbow? Oh, shit. Um, oh, shit. Oh, I hate keep men- um, having Oz as my Double Rainbow. That's so lame. No, it's cute. Do it again. That's That's, that's cute. I don't know. We had like a little tiff last night and then we, it was about stupid things we made up. And then this morning we just had like wild, like really good sex. And then like, what, a, what, like, that's great. That's I'm what relationships are all about, right? <laughs> I think. Ask Fighting Elliot. and fucking. I don't fight with my partner, but. You guys that never fight. boring. Neither, none of them are Geminis. <clears throat> Timothy and I have never fought substantially we fought over stupid things we bickered you've never had a big fight uh no i mean this is kind of dark but the only time we started fighting was when we were in a polyamorous relationship right Um, which is why hello period yep (laughs) listen exclamation mark my double rainbow is because i understand you we see eye to eye keep going like a double rainbow that was my double rainbow in the sky no but in all seriousness (laughs) everyone go and watch the pharmacist on netflix right now i've literally seen it twice over it's really fucked up and it's one of those it's like true crime kind of but it goes it follows a story of a pharmacist whose son gets shot in the lower ninth ward um next to new orleans like while buying crack 
um, and it goes into like the racial politics of that. But then it also, but it traces. Okay, shut up, both of you. Shut up. Don't laugh at me. Don't laugh at me. <laughs> it traces the opioid epidemic from its source. And I know it's fucked up that that is like a double rainbow. But wait, why is that a double rainbow? Because it's such a good. That's like a. Re- that's maybe like a reading rainbow. But I don't know if it's a double rainbow. This is a very Elliot double rainbow. <laughs> yeah. Like it's actually quite positive. Everybody go get Elliot. educated about the opioid crisis. <laughs> that's my double rainbow for the week. <laughs> it's very on point. You know what? I'm done. I fucking hate you both. Um, yeah, listen, sorry I get joy from education something. Clearly neither uh, of you do, so. Please. I mean, I guess that's that on that, right? Aiden, do you want our listeners to follow you? Uh, sure. I mean, I don't do anything or interesting. I sometimes post photos. If you follow me, the only thing you're going to see is me posting Spotify links to songs on my Instagram stories all the time, which my mom will text me about being like, Every time you post a story, I get a notification, and it's always just, like, a fucking Katy Perry song. So please post something different. <laughs> well, that you really sell yourself well, so I think everyone should... It's, uh, it's at Ask Aiden. A-S-K-A-I-D-A-N. Wow, that was beautiful. Oh, but please do follow me on Twitter, actually. It's at Political Thought. P-O-L-I-T-I-C-A-L-T-H-0-T. <laughs> <laughs> Tom is literally speechless. Um, okay, that was fantastic. Thank you so much for coming. You're so welcome, and I'm so sorry. Uh, we're all sorry, I think, yeah. on this one. Every single one of us is sorry. <laughs> yeah, so from us to you, we apologize. And we'll see you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye. Do you queer? 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 Do you que